You're listening to The Chartographers Everybody, you're listening to The Chartographers It's the music loving podcast for music loving people for people All that stuff So wow. guys, listen <laughs> So guys, listen uh, We're going to take every single art album by an artist We're going to rank it worst to best forget The rest is what we do It's what we des- are designed to do It's kind of our thing it, Basically But here's the thing about it though We are going to get into it Because we talked about Led Zeppelin And their worst to best albums so much And in such great detail We couldn't fit it all into one episode So that is why we have a part two And that is why me, Evan Soddy Co-creator Taron O'Reilly And special guest guitarist and songwriter of the band Phantom War Phil O'Reilly New EP coming out on iTunes soon Is her here in the studio <laughs> because we have a lot more to say now with Led Zeppelin they have nine albums yes we counted Coda I will say that uh, and we ranked five of them in the previous episode how did they fall out where where did your favorite land I'm not gonna tell you but I will say listen to that episode before you listen to this one because holy shit we got into it we got into the details we got into the minutia we got into the you know Lothario is I it have two all books there. that there I was opening and in, reading sort of because I can't really read you know that, here's the thing about podcast magic dim I will edit it out to be fair yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, but it, it's it, dim in here too I'm pointing oh to my, my brain God. but uh, yeah, it's also uh, yeah. Led Zeppelin though so uh, <laughs> we are diving into it we have four albums left to rank and oh boy it's gonna be a bloodbath it's, uh, it's a real battle of evermore in here so guys listen we have hey. of what we have left <laughs> We have Led Zeppelin 2 hey. from 1969. We have Led Zeppelin 3 from 1970. We have Led Zeppelin 4 from 1971. And we have Houses of the Holy from 1973. So basically, all these things that were released together is essentially through our completely arbitrary but absolutely definitive ranking. Uh, these are basically kind of the, the peak era of what we have here. Yeah. So Absolutely. Uh, I would totally agree. Exactly. So 70 to 73. Or 69 to 73. 70, yeah. yeah, 69 to 73. 60, 73 to 9. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's all good. If 6 was 9. Four like albums, <laughs> 4 years. Four rankings. Break it down. All right, so guys, listen. So we got these four things. We have a number four spot that is just screaming at us. It's called Zoso. And uh, it, it really, we need to kind of figure out what it is. So listen, we have a guest in the studio. We have the wonderful, amazing Phil O'Reilly. I'm so happy that he's here. Uh-huh. You've been amazing on the first episode. I hope you don't Thank fuck you. it up on the second episode. <laughs> but I do need to know. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, guys. Jeez. I thought I was the guest, not the, you know, target. So guys, listen, uh, I want to know right now though what is phil your personal nomination of the albums we have left for number four slot well i want to say first that my initial rankings when i first heard about doing this episode uh back in 06 uh i i uh i i ranked him right away and that ranking has been tossed out the window within the first 15 minutes of the first episode and and here's the other thing though is that would you still kind of agree with oh yes i think where it fell i totally agree i was swayed for sure but i'm just gonna gonna be swayed too that's the thing yeah uh i'm blue suede I'm going to go with... That's, uh, that's a band, certainly. Sure. Ooga Chaka. Ooga. When you talk about Led Zeppelin's influences, Blue Suede, really half the bands on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Blue Suede right is there. one of those bands that you guys will get to in like your 10th season when yeah, you're like, never, yeah. what are we going to do if now? Like, hey, it's like, we're, yeah. we're just out of artists. Yeah. We've done like so, 200 We've done episodes. every Listen. other band <laughs> ever. Hey guys, what is Barry Manilow's worst album? <laughs> Good lord. All right, so here we go. Number four. My number four pick is going to be 
Probably Led Zeppelin three. Okay. Now we talked about it a little bit in the last podcast. Yeah, like forty five minutes ago. <laughs> you don't have to give the audience a timeline of when we record the podcast. They could be weeks apart for as far as they know. We have to. We have to. I've follow. lived at this apartment for a month. You're the we studio, this recording so. studio. I think you need to say. We actually flew you back in on the Led Zeppelin jet that they have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're really we're really great with the whole. <laughs> we're pals with them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're pals with them and they're uh, deceased. So guys, listen. Uh, so Let's Up the Three, again, a lot of people refer to it as their acoustic album, even though it's discussed in the last podcast. It is not really. Uh, I mean, it does have it does have ha- hats off to Roy Harper. Oh! There we go. Uh, so, listen, we're five Clip minutes that. in. Can we, can we, I think we can go ahead and put Let's Up the Three, unless there's any other objections in our number four spot. No, yeah, I think it it should absolutely. When we're talking be the about the four that we're talking about, it's got to be exactly. Four. All right, cool. So in that case, just real quick, right off the bat, uh, number four, let's up in three. But now comes number three, and I'm. Well, you know, I was this about to say, I was about to make a, a joke of like number three is gonna be Led Zeppelin four, but like I mean, then again, I don't know the other people's rankings. I don't want to say anything out of turn. So now I have this to do. Hard. Listen, Led Zeppelin two, Led Zeppelin four, Houses of the Holy. They're fighting each other right now, and we have to kind of like steer them off in their corners. And I'm sorry, I am so sorry to do this, but Taryn O'Reilly, what do you know for number three? Led Zeppelin two, seconded. Yeah. Yep. Woo! Because I just, yep. I Woo! mean. Yep. I mean, we will talk about the other Ziggity. two. I probably before we even rank any of these. But I, I, just oh, and it's so fucking good. That's the hard. Thing <laughs> I know. I is, know. It is so fucking I know. good. But it's up it's... against uh, like two masterpieces. Oh, yes. So yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah. Is that like obviously a whole lot of love, super iconic. Even though like the middle section is just. Okay, it's a theremin, we, need to so. talk, we need to talk about the fucking middle section of Whole Lot of Love and how it contributes to the tracks from its grave. So, like, yeah. if you listen to Whole Lot of Love, I mean, it is considered That's, by many the greatest yeah. Zeppelin song. You know, like, it is this classic groove. Baby! You know, like, it is this full-blown thing that it does. But this middle section here, they really didn't want to, like, the radio was really opposed to it because it's this very, like, lots of, like, echo. Sexually of, charged orgasmic sounds yeah. with a theremin. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then, I mean, he's not fucking the theremin as far as we know. But uh, at the same time, though. <laughs> at least not on this song. Yeah. Tune into the mini when we exactly. talk about having right, sex yeah. with theremins. And <laughs> yeah. so, uh, the thing is, though, the Just so you know, he did some pelvic thrusts <laughs> along with the. Correct me if I'm wrong. Atlantic actually put this out as an edited single, right? Yeah, against their wishes. Mm. Yeah, because the thing is, the contract that they signed initially with Atlantic gave them a lot of artistic liberty, including right. deciding if they would right. ever do singles, and they hated. I'm at Erdogan's. Atlantic they did the same thing singles. with Immigrant Song too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so well, here's yeah. That's what well, that's what I was gonna get to is they hated doing singles. They wanted to do. Full out needs the to be full out, not yeah. to go back to other things, but I personally think that's why Houses of the Holy, the song is not on the record, Houses of the Holy, because it sounds then it would be they, they don't have any title tracks mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. So they so that would be like a title track that's kind of too mainstreamy. Anyways, whole lot of love, amazing song. The reason that I think it's worse, if you can even use it to describe that, than the other two, Moby Dick. 
No, not Moby Dick. Because <laughs> Moby Dick, the studio version, is annoying. The live versions more than make up for right. the and studio it's version. I, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, when we're talking about the albums, when uh, you're right. this podcast will go out there, they're going to listen to the studio version. You're so right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Comes into consideration. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> you're right. Are you right? You're right. All right. All right. So, um, new bumper sticker, guys. Yeah. Chartographer's a merch store. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Phil O'Reilly. Right. Are you right? You're right. <laughs> but yeah, the thing yeah. is that, like, this album, here, a lot of people, I think, Inception. Loving. She's just a woman. Okay. By the way, they hated that song, that, and they, they don't. I, I've, Good. I've, I hate that song. Right, exactly. And it's so funny that rock radio always plays Heartbreaker and Live and Love and Mage. She's oh. just a woman Wait. together. Oh. They do because they because if you listen to it, they go right into each other, which sure. is sure. whatever. Right, exactly. But you're right. You're right. You're right. But living, loving, made it. Living, loving, made is is kind of a crap song. That is totally literally, I think, song. the worst song on this album. By yeah, like a sizable yeah. margin. Right. I would agree. Right. Like, even with the even with the fucking drum interlude in Moby Dick, like I would still say that living, loving, woman made is just. Uh, it just yeah. feels so idiosyncratic because here's the thing: a lot of people, the perception is is that while Led Zeppelin One was this raucous blues-inspired rock debut, Led Zeppelin Two, a lot of people refer to as basically the basis of hard rock, like hard rock. Absolutely, bands I would lose agree. This. But it's weird though because it doesn't really feel like a rock album. Like there's so many different types of new flavors that they bring into this mix here on the sure. it's it's, it's a, again like their albums nicely bridged together like this is clearly the bridge between one and three not just in the number sense but because like the experimentation on three you start to see little hints of stuff on there like thank yeah. you thank you is a little bit he was closer to a pop song more than anything else yeah. oh absolutely yeah, and the as lemon poppy song as, is a little bit as that record gets i think that's yeah, that's sure. that one mm-hmm. lemon song is definitely just like we're still a blues band and this is absolutely. what we do but the yeah. thing is there's no chorus song, there's no chorus and yeah. It's a full six minutes, and when you get to, like, the four-minute mark, he's still doing his, like, blues... Obviously, the vocal is, like, the same melody. But they they do, like... It's like a bass solo and a drum solo happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. that's that's the thing, is I have said before I would be okay if I never heard the blues chord structure again in my life. Mm -hmm. Except that (laughs) Led Zeppelin successfully, not always, but they successfully make it... Very interesting. They make it Absolutely. visceral. And that's, they make it... that's why they're the best is because well, they they, they yeah. take the blues structure and they, they start with it and then they fuck with it. Well, because, uh, yeah, I mean, if they did if they did the Fleetwood Mac thing where they were just covering a blues song, that's fucking boring. I mean, legitimately it is because you're just covering a blues song. You have to take it somewhere. You have to add a grittiness to it. You have to be like, well, what if we turn the amplifer up? What if you added some, like, rawness mm-hmm, to it? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. you toss something on the mix to right. make it worthwhile. Right. Well, and if we're going to get into more guitar work to Heartbreaker the solo on Heartbreaker is commonly quoted by guitar gods like Joe Satriani Steve Vai as Eddie Van Halen as being like I heard that and I wanted to know I wanted to learn guitar so I could play it I mean it's the first in my opinion it's the I mean this is before we have Eruption before we have all those like guitar (laughs) shredders in the late 70s this is like I don't know of any other albums at the at this time, and if there are, correct me. But 
that had like that kind of guitar solo, like just shred. I mean, he's shredding. Mm -hmm. He's just ripping it up, and then they kick back into that groove. It's but just, again, it's so great, and it, it which is why I wish yeah. that Live and Love It wasn't paired with it. I know. But the other thing it, about anyways, it though is that like Led Zeppelin, yeah. again, it's still considered a hard rock album, but like Ramble On, again, that's more of a pop rock song than anything else. Yeah, it's very right. light lifting. It's, acoustic it's their first dip into the Tolkien the stuff. Oh, yeah, yes, it is. First yeah. dip into the Tolkien stuff. But also, it plays into yeah. this whole thing that they did. They did a little bit on Led Zeppelin, but they really did it here of the quiet, loud dynamic too. Yeah. Because like here, yeah. like Ramble the On, switching between the acoustic yeah. and the electric. Because and when, yeah. when that chorus comes in, ram it out! Like, it just kind of, like, shocks yeah, yeah, yeah. you out of the system. Like, For the sure. volume goes way way up. And like, oh, oh my god, exactly. And then this nice little acoustic cool down in, like, this constant strumming. And just, just to go, so we hit all, all the tracks, mm -hmm. What Is and What Should Never Be. Phenomenal. Great song. Um, that's, like another, that's another, that's another classic, like, that's Plant just being totally loose with the vocal at the beginning. And then it kicks into some great hard rock. Mm -hmm. um, and then bringing on home is another blues classic that better than know. Moby Dick is what you're saying, right? But again, we talk oh, about great. all these great moments, and why are we putting it at number three? Uh, because the other two, one? the other two are just. I mean, is the it other just two, that, or is it, or is there something else to it? I don't know. I I think it. I think it's for me. It's it's just that. I mean, the other two yeah. are so yeah flawless that and we'll, we'll, we'll of course find the flaws yet. but, yeah. right. I, know, I, but would, uh, I, I would even go as far to say and i'm sure this will be controversial i would argue that none of their albums are like end to end flawless 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 no really close at times I would, zeppelin for near well, perfection well let's we'll talk about it we'll talk about later exactly <laughs> so that being said though i've been feeling like it's this hard. is still like because they're in the studio so much they were expanding their sound a little bit this still feels like a collection of songs hopefully a really good collection of songs but not Absolutely. like with any it's, grand yeah, intent. It's not cohesive. Right. And exactly. that's that's Absolutely. the other two albums that are left are, are definitely... Very cohesive. They, they were coming from they a very specific place. a mission. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So in that case, let's go ahead, uh, if we're all okay with it, let's log in Led Zeppelin at number three for this part of the podcast. That's fantastic. Uh, okay, and now guys... Oh, go boy, guys, listen. We got number two and number one left we have led zeppelin four and houses of the holy that is what we have left so you'd think it would just be easy based on what but it's not there's mm. it's i mean mm. it is un. it's easy for me number two yeah number one number two I feel like i'm getting I, my evan, i don't glasses. know that you've nominated anything for this part of yeah what do you know i go what do you I think what do you think my controversial hot take is I would say that the album I would put at number two is not the rock album. I would say the album I put at number two is very much the pop album. And I would say it's very distinct from the rest of their career because it's not their crazy eccentric experiment album. It's not their Back to the Blues album. It is very much their pop album. And that is a rare thing in the long scale of it. That's right, guys. In number two, I would nominate Houses of the Holy. Now, here's the thing about it, though. you got to keep in mind, Led Zeppelin 4 has a reputation. Led Zeppelin 4, a lot of people still know as the album that has Stairway to Heaven on it. There's a lot of people that will still, you know, casual fans listen to this podcast. And there are casual fans looking at you, Brad. Uh, but, uh, like, you... <laughs> the thing is that, like... Damn it, Brad. <laughs> you casual listening You bastard. only like Led Zeppelin for Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, I mean, name like... another song, Brad, right now. <laughs> Brad, I expect your email. He can't say anything. Is it, uh, the chart 
The chart hog is at gmail.com, Brad. Is Brad a real person? Or no. Not? Okay, I've been thinking sure. Well, maybe there's a guy named Brad that's going to listen. There might be. Listen, we have thousands of plays. That's all I'm saying. I there will agree with Brad your out. choice of House of Holyhead 2. Okay. I will agree with that. But let's get into a little bit into why. Because Led Zeppelin 4 was very much. I, when you think about the self titled albums and what Led Zeppelin 4 slash uh, 4 symbols slash Zoso slash whatever the fuck you want to call it. Untitled. Is, uh, the thing is that, like, it was very much. I would say Led Zeppelin Four is the culmination of everything they had done in the Absolutely. previous years, yeah. and, and I mean that truly because, well, you could argue like, well, a lot of stuff there points to the future. No, no, no. It really feels like the best possible iteration. It has the blues. Right. It has the classic like epics. It has it the has acoustics, the acoustics and it does acoustics. it does every one of those things the it best has, that they've ever done it. Absolutely. I mean, from the opening of Hey, Hey, Mama, Send Away. I mean, and then just it it starts with like. Uh, when I've right, well, black. Yeah. Let's just say, let's just say, let's just say it. Black dog. Oh, actually, I Led Zeppelin one through four, they knew how to fucking open an album. The opening tracks, Good Times, Bad Times, Hold Love, Love, Immigrant Song, Black Dog, fantastic. They are you were the band that knew how to open an album. And I would even say, since else. we're talking about it, I would even say Song Remains the same. I would as agree. a great Album mm-hmm. opener. I would agree. Opener too. Yeah, because it has so much energy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They originally wanted to call it the Overture and make it an instrumental. But interesting, yeah. Which I think I I can see how it works because Plant's vocal doesn't come in until like the two minute mark. I mean, right. they have that whole ripping thing. Yeah. But again, Black Dog, the you hear like the tape sound at the beginning, like the one one one. It's almost yeah. like you're revving up for like the greatest rock album ever. I, yeah. like, I love, it's just Immigrant Song has the same thing. Yeah, it has the little. Right, and it's it's if you have the volume up loud enough, you're like, oh shit! Like building into it, so agreeing that you know they they know how to open a friggin' album, but but the thing is, House of the Holy, it it barely, I mean, and I mean this in a in a completely different way, it barely has like rock songs as you know them from Led Zeppelin on there. Yeah, I would agree. Such a crazy amount of different styles. I mean, infamously slash famously. Do Your Maker, which is basically reggae. the goddamn reggae song. I fucking right? hate it. That is like... like I, it's, you know what's so funny is that when I talk to your dad about... Uh, <laughs> we're cousins. His dad is my Uncle Ned. About Led Zeppelin, he's like... He said the only uh, the only Led Zeppelin song I like is Do Your Maker. I'm like, oh, so you don't like Led Zeppelin? Got it. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. It's, uh, quick, quick side note. I de- obviously, from that story, I grew up in a house that was not... A Led Zeppelin household, and I actually, uh, I think I like stayed over at a friend's house one day and stole this T-shirt that I'm wearing. The Led Zeppelin T-shirt. And then because I was wearing a Led Zeppelin T-shirt, I was like, I guess I should probably get into Led Zeppelin so I don't sound like an <laughs> asshole in case someone talks to me. I think the shirt's cool. Literally, literally, <laughs> that's. I mean, it looks like a cock, so that was. Yeah. It's a. It's the. It's the first album cover. Right. It's, yeah. uh, the Hindenburg. And it's the Hindenburg, but, yes, it but does it's look also, that way. but it's also like it's, it's screen almost, printed on wait, a T-shirt. And then it's faded. So sexual it's... innuendo again? Whoa, what? Rock and music? What? But anyway, and rock then, and or roll. And then when yeah. I when I did that, I was like, holy shit, what have I been doing? You know, right. that was like What have you missed? Five years ago. But and still. you missed Deer Maker. Though. Right, right. So you have you have reggae, you have the crunch, which, which is, is their tribute also, to James Brown. I don't like that one. I either. love the crunch. I kind of love the I crunch. like it again because I, I like it. I like it because the 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 lick is great. I can see why you wouldn't like it because I, I it's not 
It's certainly it gets not really one of the repetitive. Bad. Very, which funk very, does, very. But, but funk funk keeps the energy like, going it's a, and it, it's and a it vamp. switches up. It's a vamp. That's the thing. Yeah, and sure. they, it's a pure vamp. They just and they, don't. And they made do no doubt about how much they love their idols. I mean, that's why the infamous hot dog off into the outdoors. Clearly, their Elvis Presley rip. One time, Elvis Presley actually showed up at one of their shows, and they freaked the fuck out. Absolutely over right. And yeah, I've heard it. that one. And, and yeah. for them to like again, for them yeah. being so ensconced in uh, the fucking yeah. goddamn American blues music, yeah. for them to also get into a little bit of funk, and then like at one point this goofy riff that they just write in the studio, like yeah, fuck it, let's record it. Like for them to do that for James Brown, and they're like, of yeah. course that makes sense. Like I, I and I kind of love that there, but. But then again, at the same time, you also have the rain song, huh. and the rain song is just—I feel like it's. I think I think it's fitting that the rain song and No Quarter are on the same album. Yeah, because I feel absolutely. like they are just different, like nary kind of like you know overcast cloud. No quarter it, numbers. No quarter is another one that becomes an epic in the live shows because you had Moby Dick was. Bonzo song. Yeah. You had songs like the Rain song that really show a plant's vocal. Obviously, Dayson confused his Page's tune with the violin bow solo, all that. And No Quarter kind of becomes Jones's song Interesting. because it, it, become, it becomes the organ part, solos. Yeah. It becomes oh, it becomes sure, a thir- yeah. thirty minute epic of organ solo and just like. And I'm not making a sexual innuendo there, but an or a I've, I've organ a couple solo. organ solos if we're gonna get that way. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we'll save that for the mini sode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So no quarter for me is like when that when mm-hmm. that guitar riff hits in for the first time. That I mean, that's just like that that's, is, I mean, again, that's me- that's metal. That's metal. That's a metal. And riff. it's just like if you love rock, that's like ecstasy. Yeah, that's yeah. like yeah. oh yes, this is exactly. They're in a in minor key. Yeah. His yeah. vocals have that cool like distortion well, and on it. That, like, and this is one of the rare times that a vocal filter on Plant genuinely works. Works so well. Because again, he is such a pure, raw, animalistic, you know, like screech mm-hmm. to what he does. That like when they do it, treat it on other songs, it doesn't sound as good. Here, it's fitting. It's like he's playing yeah. a character all night. And yeah. it really right, exactly. This is definitely a song where it feels like a soundscape. Like they are building, yes. good, good they word. are yeah. building soundscape, a world sure. with this for track, sure. and so I like the filter like helps tell that story. You know? Yeah. yeah. If we go with really quick too about the rain song, oh, yeah. that allegedly that was George Harrison. Mm-hmm. Coming to them and yep. telling them that they didn't have any love songs and they needed a love song. They had ballads, but not love like straight ahead love songs. Sure. So that's why they, that's why one of the reasons why they wrote it. Um, Over the hills and far away is a classic of like a classic example of mixing electric guitar riffs. With, it's kind of, in my opinion, it's what Ramble On started but perfected. Yes, mm-hmm. it's so, Absolutely. it's so great. It starts with that awesome like little like uh, acoustic riff, and then just kicks into the a great. It's just a great jam, and it's got a cool little outro thing yeah. that settles nicely. And then, I would say, the ocean, the ocean. You know, we've done four already, and now we're steady. And then they went one, two, three, four. Kicks into awesome. The ocean was used a lot as a uh, as like an encore. It's great. It's it builds nicely because it's it starts off with that ba 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 da like awesome, and then goes into like like yeah. I'm I'm air guitaring. They're both looking at me like 
I I'm the only one not drinking tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so far, but, happy Armageddon after. That. Yeah, right, right. But uh, yeah. uh, but that's the other thing too yeah. is that I feel like House of the Holy. Again, I refer to it as their pop album because although there are rock moments on here. It feels like the, the it, yeah. way, but yet at the same time, it doesn't feel like cloying. It doesn't feel like they're trying to do. It's not like into the outdoor where it's like there's these fucking you know all my love. Right. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. That's well, the that's definitely it's the pop difference. Done right. In through the outdoor is them trying to do this like synthy pop thing, whereas like how's the holy? It's just what it just happens. is. It's just, yeah. it just yeah. is, and, it's and great. they're just having fun. And weirdly enough, yeah. the genre hopping they do here, it, I feel like when I listen to House of the Holy, I get like the whole spectrum of different colors and textures and genres and styles. Absolutely, yeah. even more so than the double disc physical graffiti. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting because you have so many more. Songs, I agree. So many I'll, I'll agree with that. With. I mean, yeah. and that's that's why I I would put it at number two. But here's the question: because of you put it at number two. What's keeping you from putting it at number one? I'm just gonna say it. It's, Do your makeup. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, what's keep like what's bad about this or what's good about Led Zeppelin Four? What do I like better about Zeppelin Four? I just, I, I just, I'm just curious. That's a question. I'll throw it out there. I don't care if this is. If, I'm not a casual Led Zeppelin fan. I'll just we've we've established I was gonna say we've established that three hours ago, but uh, John Bon Jones st- Stairway to Stairway to Heaven. It overplayed, sure. Yes, it it it's in easily in the top three greatest rock songs ever written. Period. Yeah, and that yeah. to me is I'm like shaking talking about it. That to me is. Is why that that album is what it is. <laughs> that Stairway to Heaven alone is enough to put Let's Up and Four at the top, in my opinion. But then you add Black Dog, Rock and Roll, Misty Mountain Hop, When the Levee Breaks. I mean, going to California, the, well, all of them. Well, again, the other thing about but, it though is I feel like Let's Up and Four. Let's have the four. It just—it's so effortless in what it does. Yeah. It, the thing is that, yeah. like, I mean, the thing, it's rare that you have an album that feels epic like that. Like, you can yeah. argue like Hotel California. You can argue like all these other things. Sure. This is one where I feel like. They've been building up to grandeur before because, like Led Zeppelin, three, they've had epic songs, but rarely an album that feels like an epic. And it's yeah. hard to say whether or not it's just the aesthetic of you see this cover of this old man bending over with a bunch of sticks on his back that you're thinking like, oh man, what's the story trying to be told here? It feels yeah. consistent. All There's the way so through. much. It's just surround so much surrounding the album. They recorded it at a at a at a cool mansion in Wales. They it was the first time they used the the. Uh, the symbols, which kind of like the the occult thing comes about. Atlantic said this is going to be suicide. You're not even putting the name of the band on the album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're just going to release it. And however many records it sold, twenty three million or however many later. I mean, it it's just it's the pinnacle of it's my it's my favorite rock album of any artist ever. But it's also it's so easily number one. It's so I just. Well, yeah, no, I would absolutely agree. I think that yeah. it's, I mean, it, it. I would say my weakest tracks on here as far as like a songwriting level are Four Sticks yep. and When the Levee Breaks. Yep. And the thing is, though, that if they were on like almost any of these other albums, I'd be talking about them as a right. highlight. Yeah. But like, listen, but because they're but up because, against, exactly, but because yeah. they're up against, I mean, like when, uh, not to go back to Stairway to Heaven too much, but like, no, let's when, go back to Stairway when, to Heaven I mean, too it, much. It, it, <laughs> I'm sorry. Stairway to Heaven is like the perfect build. Like it is, it is yep. 
textbook, that is how you build to a finale. And, like, the first time that, like, open guitar, like, strum comes in <laughs> over the chorus. <laughs> yeah, and yes, and talking that, about that, guitars on that song, Jimmy Page used something like six different guitars. There's a reason. You can why, tell. Page, I, I, I don't. Fact check me on it because I'm not sure if this is totally true. Don't but it, Facebook. But right. But I think Paige was the first one to ever use a double neck guitar. And the reason that he used it was because of Stairway. He wanted to be able to play it live, so he needed a twelve string and a six string in order to play it. Yeah. Which comes back later on House of the Holy because Song Remains the Same is you has a twelve string on it. And then they would usually go from Song Remains the Same into Rain Song, so they need the six string for that. Stairway to Heaven. Again, I'm sorry. I, it, we the, can go back to it band, because... The, the actual full band comes in on the sixth fucking verse. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Sixth. That's crazy. Like, fourth minute. The, the fourth. It's oh, like yeah. four, four minutes in, halfway through the song, yeah. then the full band comes in. Yeah. Right. It's like... and but But they come in and you're like... Oh, yes, yeah, that was the exact go. right moment yeah. to yeah. add them. Yeah. Spiraling into a, an insane guitar solo with Plant coming back and doing like what he does best, which is this wailing, Counter-ball. wailing vocal that it's just like... Well, and, and then it, but then it, but then it could, it could so easily get into a cheesy like, like big ending. And it doesn't. It ends with him just saying, and she's buying a stairway to heaven done and you're like ah but on top of it though here's the thing about it though is that again this is like ah! their biggest consistent <laughs> through line you broke the red by the way uh, the thing is you get you get the most consistent through line because this is the album most enmeshed because around led zeppelin 3 this is around the time that jimmy page was really starting to get into like ooh occult stuff like he was right. he wasn't right. actually practicing occult despite what the british press actually said at the time but the thing right. is like here this has a the most Tolkien references here on an album there. Sure. And the thing is, Battle they, they could actually, I mean, Battle Misty of Evermore, Mr. Mountain Hop, they could get away with that shit because what are the first two tracks on this album? The, you know, like the full sweat groove of Black Dog, and then you follow that with rock and roll? After Straight you, ahead. After Rocker, you establish yeah. your yeah. boner rock credentials, you have permission to do anything you want after that, and, and they use that the permission. The thing about rock and roll, too, is that it's a very, again, it's like a for the first little bit it's like a very classic like early 60s style but you still have plant doing his like screaming vocal and then they start adding their just the tiniest little elements where you're like these guys are such fucking great musicians and not just Mm -hmm. like great songwriters Mm -hmm. great rock band like the the technical skills that these players have are so impressive and you hear it just like my favorite part of rock and roll is like the last 10 seconds where it's like really awesome drum fill, insane guitar. And then it's like, and I'm just like, see, that's the thing. That's what makes this album. And I mean, their whole discography, but like, especially this this album album in particular. particular, Mm So on, like inspiring is because they take sounds that you've heard and then they just add that like little extra twist to it. And so you're yep. just constantly yep. enraptured. And that's what makes like great pop music or really great any yeah. music is when it does mm-hmm. what you're expecting and then there's that little element of change. But even with that though, I feel like 
Uh, genuinely, and I don't mean to overpraise the guy, but Robert Plant was the key element to all of this. Because you listen to any of these songs by itself, these whimsical folk numbers and old school rock and roll numbers, and the thing is that like they're they're quirky and idiosyncratic and just very, you know, sometimes bubbly, you could even argue at certain points. But at the same time, when you have that full-blown scratch of his vocals soaring yep. over all of it, that just makes it, again, seem badass and like Lothario-driven. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it gives that permission slip to so but much. Then he can, true but then in the same record, sorry, yes. no, in the no. same record, he can be, he can have the, like, sexual swagger of the first two, and then Battle of Evermore is like is like a mystical kind of folky thing that like has their only guest yes, vocal yeah. Sandy and, Denny from Fairport Convention yeah. and it's the She's perfect now, use <laughs> of a guest vocalist too because it brings an element that absolutely Robert Plant couldn't have yeah. provided just because yeah. the, it's this, this classic um like late 60s folk like oh yeah like they had a very specific way of pronouncing things right and it's so yeah and yeah. and so the fact that she brings this in and pairs it with yeah. all this like Tolkien imagery if you want to if you, want, if you guys mystical. want a good laugh look up any bootleg from the 1977 tour where John Paul Jones is forced to sing Sandy Day <laughs> oh no John Paul Jones is a great bass player he's a great mandolin player he's even a better keyboard player but the singing not so much but um <laughs> but then so but then just to finish my point then you also have the fact that he's got going to California, which is allegedly a tribute to Joni Mitchell. Um, I feel like that's the. And like, gem I feel of this like album. yeah, and 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 but it's gentle. It's a gentle. I'm sorry, yeah. I've interrupted you like seven it's times. It's okay. You guys, you're in the me. middle. You, of you, a, you asked me here. You're in the middle uh, of no. the It's my fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You 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 asked me here, but anyways, uh, you know, it 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 just shows like his subtlety. So if we're talking about your point about wide range of vocal ability, this is it. Yeah. yeah. This is the record. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, well, I'll shut up. No, I was just going to say it's funny. Uh, going to California, absolutely. I can hear the Joni Mitchell influence. But that's also, I mean, the Battle of Evermore, her vocals on that sure. are absolutely like sure. Joni Mitchell indebted. Well, I mean, I mean, too, he's singing. I think he's actually singing about Joni Mitchell. That's what I've heard, that oh. he's singing about yeah. her in the song. But yes, it's Joni Mitchell. Just, Prince loved Joni Mitchall. I mean, yeah, everyone wants to yeah going Joni to Mitchell. California well, for me is like, <laughs> Uh, it's like the the like next step on the that's the way journey. Like yeah. uh, going to California, it, it just has that like little bit like further improvement in his songwriting capabilities mm -hmm. and his ability to emote. And I think part of what makes this album so brilliant is, I mean, you have Stairway to Heaven and Misty Mountain Hop as the centerpiece. And Misty Mountain Hop is like, Insane. Yes. As far as like, Joyous. like a mm -hmm. pop song, bah, like, bah, 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 well, and the, bah, even just bah, bah, the verse melody, bah, 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 like, oh yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. So, it's yeah. like that. The Why verse, think I saw? that verse yeah. melody is like, what are they, what are they doing? And and it has so much. It's like major key, but it still manages to have tension because they're doing those little half steps. Yep. And then he's just screeching. And then when the chorus comes in, it's like this release, like, oh, yeah. I really don't know. 
That one, that one's not sexual innuendo. That's talking about getting high. Oh, okay. In case you guys knew that. Well, good. I don't know if you guys knew that, but oh, well, now, yeah. now I know. Now I'm not gonna listen to the I devil mean, band yeah. anymore. Those, <laughs> those Satan band. Those hobbits. <laughs> those devil hobbits child. like their their special tobacco. Oh, we, for wink, sure. wink, wink. Fifth breakfast. Anywho, but the other thing I want to say. <laughs> the other thing I want to say though is. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's not the first time you said the phrase <laughs> wink wink fifth breakfast but anyways ask my lovers uh, so the other thing I will say though is that when the levy breaks there's a couple things about this on that are interesting because yeah. you can basically argue that because it's so groove based that it's basically they perfected what that aesthetic was on Cashmere two albums later sure it's basically mm. kind of the same thing yeah but also a, bit, yeah. a first off that opening drum break the most sampled drum break of all time boom like and then the, the, the harmonica coming in with yeah. the slide well, guitar. Here's the thing. That harmonica slide guitar combo. Have you ever heard a harmonica sound so epic? I know. It sounds like, I know. I mean, basically, it's like all encompassing. It's almost yeah. like a, this metal symphony. And that's, I mean, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. There's so many times we've we've said it a bit, but I think we mm. can't overstate just how good of a studio producer. Pages. Yes. Well, like, if we want to talk, brings the yeah. most out of each sound. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk, Levy breaks drum intro. The story behind it, and I'm just saying it. If you guys know it already, that's fine. I'm saying it for because I for our listeners. For right? our listeners, um, they used that mansion at Headley Grange to record the entire record, and they were shipping in the drums. And Bonzo's drum tech set up the uh, the drums in the entrance hall. Just like just set him up because he was moving him in, set him up, and he was gonna move it to where they were gonna record. So Bonzo comes in and just starts playing, and he's playing around, and it's this cacophonous. That it's that's not like a studio um, effect. That's the live drums in this like you know, however thirty foot ceiling yeah, of and just. Like I'm, I'm air drumming now. Yeah. Uh, You've been uh, all well, the air instruments right I've now. I've played them all, but uh, yeah, that's the. I mean, that's that's right there. We're talking recording, producing. I mean, that's the. Well, yeah, and I was. It's so simple because, like nowadays, you would just put a digital effect on that. That's like Echo. live. Yeah, that's exactly. like yeah. that's awesome. Well, and and he did that um, on the earlier records too. Part of how they got yeah. this specific sound was um, they put mics like right on the the drums and right on the amps and then they also put a mic mic, like 30 feet away Mm -hmm. and so you got you got that close that close sound so you can mix it exactly how you want right but then the after effect the the after effect and and sort of he blended Mm -hmm. the two Mm -hmm. and that's how like a bunch of these songs obviously the like the technical playing aspects are so original, but some of the producing technique techniques yeah. that he pioneered were so revolutionary too. And you really, that's why these sound like nothing else that was happening at the time. Right? Absolutely. And uh, last random Headley Grange yes. fact, Black Dog is called Black Dog because while they were right. recording it, a black a dog, dog oh, I thought he died by. at the estate. Oh, I thought he walked by, but okay. who knows? Listen, we have contradictory amounts of evidence as to why the song is called what it is. They're it's urban. Still, they're urban it's legends. It's still about banging a hot chick, all right? Let's well, yeah. It. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's a given. You know, um, it's a Led Zeppelin. Gonna make you sweat. Group. Gonna make your groove. Yeah. Oh, we, I thought they were just referring to dancing, wild hedonistic dancing. You know, sometimes when a man and a woman love each other, Evan, they do a special dance it's called Six Breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> called Six Breakfast. Yeah. Um, wow. But anyways. <laughs> 
I think that's a good that's a good that's a good outro note right there. So that being said, I think we can all agree on this pretty number two incredible thing. All right, let's just real quick go through it for the ones that we've done for this episode. Number four was Led Zeppelin three. Number three was Led Zeppelin two. Number two was Houses of the Holy. And the number one Led Zeppelin album was The Honey Drippers, that band that you love and know back... The, no, I'm just kidding. It was actually Led Zeppelin 4 right there. And uh, Phil is bringing out a piece So now, of here's, what I, wanted, here's oh, what I want to do. Here's what I, I, I want to see how my... my... Personal list. Wait, save it for the happy hour. Okay, yeah, yeah, save okay, it for the happy hour. We're going to go into it. Uh, in the meantime, though, listen, we still had a great old time, and we yeah. ranked... All of Led Zeppelin's albums all together, it's kind of... A Herculean task I, in itself. Kind of, it's uh, kind of insane that we actually did this. It's it, crazy. Achilles yeah. would be proud of us, is all I'm saying right now. And Apollo. And all the other different Achilles would not be proud of us way. because we put him last. You know, also... <laughs> also, also, fun fact, I don't know if you know this, Achilles, is, Achilles is fucking dead. So I don't know how smart he is anyway. Right. Uh, that being said, though, Phil... You're being a real heel. I, was about I to nailed say, it! I, I nailed it! I was it. about to say thank you for being on the podcast, and then you said that. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, it was great. It was fantastic. Thank you, guys. It was so great. Yeah, and on top of it, Taryn, I mean, this has been a journey, is what this has been. I genuinely it's... don't think we would have been able to do this in season one. I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think so either. I don't think I would have been as open to it as I was. Yeah, and now... And I now I'm, I'm like, a full-blown... I fucking love Led Zeppelin. And you know what but the great like, thing about right. this is, though? I'm pretty sure that the fans listening have absolutely agree with us on every single thing that we've said all together. So I'm not expecting anything to show up in our Facebook comment page at all whatsoever, agreeing or disagreeing, because you're just going to agree with us all the way straight through. If by some goddamn reason you disagree, let us know. Or leave a ranking on iTunes, or favorite us on Stitcher, or do any of the other fucking podcast networks we're part of now there's like eight of them i don't fucking know uh that being said though we have a happy hour mini so coming up right after this so we're gonna yeah. talk about so so goddamn much more phil's gonna read all of his books to us verbatim it's gonna be fantastic <laughs> in the meantime though keep on listening because you know that we'll be in the meantime we'll talk to you soon guys thank you so much thank you goodbye You gotta listen to the studio version. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Comes into consideration. You're right, you're right. Okay. (laughs) You're right. Are you right? You're right.